Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Connect Church. My name is Frank. I'm the pastor here. We're so glad that you're joining us online today. Welcome wherever you're watching. Again, we're just so glad that you're with us. Today, we're kicking off a new series. So if it's your first Sunday, welcome. You're here at a good time. Uh, you're catching the series right from the beginning. Uh, and today we're talking about our need um, to talk about the gospel and, and what Jesus has done in our lives. Uh, and I think this is a, a very like complicated, um, hot topic within the church at times. Should we share uh, our beliefs with other people? Is it mean? Is it pushy? Um, what's the deal with that? Uh, however, we're going to take a look at the missionary journeys of Paul and some of the lessons that we can take away from him. Paul, um, or was Saul, and then he became Paul, and he went through one of the most incredible transformations that we read in Acts. And from there, we see that God calls him out uh, to then be a missionary and to share the good news of what Jesus had done on the cross for the world. So as we head into this series, I want you to know this and hear this. So over 50% of people in the U.S. at this point are never going to come to church. Think about that, over 50%. So what do we do if over 50% of the population is never going to come to church and that number is going to continue to grow? How do we share our faith? And I want to ask because I think the way that we've talked about it in church for a really long time, it's not going to work for where we're at. Are you called to your church or are you called to the community of people that you live with? Are you called just to get people to church or are you called simply just to live life with people and love them well? In my own life, I've experienced this. I often thought that if it was it was my job just to get someone to church, and then if I did that, the rest would take care of itself. And so all I needed to do was invite, and then everything else would happen. And be honest, the, the few people that I've invited along the way, it didn't work. Why? Be, because I'm not inviting them just to come to church. I'm inviting them into a relationship with God. And church is important, and hopefully at some point they do attend. But it's more important that I am able to love people well and explain my faith to other people. Now, let me pause and just say this. We have something in our church called the Discipleship Pipeline. The goal is to help you understand theology, uh, understand practically what faith looks like, why, so that we're able to explain this. See, if, the, if it's no longer on the church to, to lead my friends and, and to show them Jesus and it's on me, I need to know what I'm talking about. I need to know what I actually believe. And so we would love if you would join us for that. To the church needs to change its mindset. The, the truth with church growth is that we're really not reaching new people. All we're really doing is kind of just shifting people between our churches. A new church pops up that's really cool and amazing and incredible. Everyone flocks there. That church gets old, a new one pops up, everyone goes there. Um, the next big name church, like Elevation, plants a church in your town, everyone flocks there before you know it. We're not reaching new people. We're just passing people between our churches based on preference. And again, we've made evangelism way too easy. Just invite people to church. But today, you are the one sharing life with them. You are the one who needs to be able to show them Jesus in the way you live, the way you love, and explain your faith. Do you know what you believe? 
it's more likely at this point in our time, in this cultural moment, that someone will come to know Jesus around your dinner table than it will in a service, through shared life together instead of a message. So, are you playing your part? Today, do you realize the importance of the role that you play in giving and sharing the greatest news of all time? And not only that, but you're sent. What do I mean by that? Good question. Today, we're gonna take a look. We're going to read Acts 13, verse 1 to 3, and it says this. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria was Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Menean, the childhood companion of King Herod, Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. All right, the first missionary journey begins. Barnabas and Paul are called and sent by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit told the church at Antioch where they were gathering and praying that Paul and Bar Barnabas were to carry the message of the gospel, what Jesus had done on the cross, the good news to many different places. So they fasted, they prayed, they laid hands on them, and they sent them. In Acts 12.25, we learn that Barnabas, Paul, and John Mark were all at the church in Antioch together. Uh, they had returned from delivering a gift of support to the church in Jerusalem in Acts 11. And so Paul and Barnabas were among the teachers there, as were Simeon, Lucius, and Menaean. Now, just some fun things about these names listed here. Um, it's not really going with the message, but I just think it's cool to learn about scripture and the things that are going on. So Simeon, he was a black African among the congregation at Antioch, but he was most likely the same Simeon who carried Jesus' cross in Luke 23, 26. Pretty cool. Menean, he grew up with Herod. Now this part I also think is fascinating, right? This was the same Herod who beheads John the Baptist and he presides over one of Jesus' trials. Herod and Menean grew up together, but they went very different ways. One kills John the Baptist and presides over the child or trials of Jesus' crucifixion. The other becomes a leader in the early church and a dynamic part of the congregation at Antioch. Again, fascinating part. Grew up together, went two very different ways. But back to the story. So the Holy Spirit calls Barnabas and Paul as they worshiped and fasted. This was part of the normal pattern of the congregation at Antioch. Together, they sought God. And I just want to pause and say, even as we, as we talk about uh, sharing our faith and, and being used and, and commissioned by God, again, I just want to say, before we do, we need to be children of God. This is the first or, or job of a follower of Jesus. It's to seek him, to know him, to be with him to offer ourselves as living sacrifices, to honor him. And then as we do that, God speaks to us and shapes our heart for where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do. Again, as a, as a church, we're currently in a season of prayer and fasting. And, and today, ask God maybe what he would want you to do. Maybe there are people around you who don't know him, and maybe today he would lead you and guide you to them. But also, does our heart break for the people who don't know God? As we fast, this should rise up in us. A care, a concern, a love for others, a burden to see people come to know God. Why? Because I believe it's the greatest hope. Uh, the freedom and the forgiveness that comes in knowing Christ, my identity. 
to know I'm fully loved, fully accepted in the eyes of God is freeing and incredible. They fasted because they sensed a need to seek God in a, in a special way. Judging from the calling here that, that's described in the text, it's possible that they sought God about their passion to see people come to know him. And because of that, he rose up people out of that church who would go and change the world. And we can see how God answered that prayer. And, and again, this is often how God moves, by sending people who have it on their hearts to pray. By, by sending people who have a passion and a burden for the kingdom of God to come here and now. And again, let's be honest. Many of us, we want to be backseat drivers in God's work. Maybe we have a huge burden, uh, or we just, but then we sit back and we wait for someone else to take leadership. Um, maybe we just care, but we don't care enough to to like do it ourselves and so we sit in the background and we just wait for other people to come and to and to lead the way and if someone else will come and lead i'll follow and do it where sometimes we're just meant to step up and to take leadership see god's typical way of working is to send the people who have the burden and want to do the work and often when we have a burden that's where prayer and fasting and seeking god came in and as they did that god spoke God gave them a calling to begin and head out on this first missionary journey. He guided Paul and Barnabas to a specific work. God had a specific work planned for them. Again, Paul would write about this later in Ephesians 2. He would say, we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. The calling that God had placed on the life of Paul had already been stated in Acts 9. He says, the Lord said, go. For Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Now we see that this might this was not fully just like a fun call. This, this was not a feel-good call. There was suffering. And, and in week three, we're going to hit about how suffering gives us a platform uh, to, to show what Jesus is doing in our hearts. But this was a serious call. And sometimes in the church, we make following Jesus and then reaching people a feel-good thing. In a moment at an altar, we come and we're like, they're going to reach people. And you're like, yeah. And we forget the part that often suffering comes with it. God is calling you today to seek him and to live for him and to be a light wherever you're at. We don't reach people because of a feel-good moment. We reach it because Jesus calls us to and asks us to. And even this idea of calling, and we'll hit this a little later today, sometimes in the church we make this complicated. And I think sometimes we make calling about just the people you see on camera. Pastors are called. Worship leaders are called. Everybody is called. And it might not be to church leadership, but it doesn't matter. All of us are brought into the mission of God. We are God's chosen means to reach people and to show the love of Jesus to others. Whether you work for the church or not, whether you attend church like once every couple months or not, we are still all called the same. And then we see the sending of Barnabas and Paul. Again, they were sent with fasting and prayer. This work required dependence on God. Fasting and prayer demonstrated that dependence. Sometimes, again, as, as we, we long to reach people, Sometimes we make it about ourselves. 
sometimes we hit a point where maybe we think like, I got it together. I can do this. It's dependence on God. God, lead me, guide me, give me the words to say, I need you. And then they lay the the hands on them. It's a commissioning work. Uh, It's kind of an act of just showing, hey, we're sending you out. Um, And and so again, sometimes in church, you'll even see us lay hands on people. Why? We're just commissioning them. We're confirming what God is speaking into their lives and saying, we stand with you. We're inviting God to work through you. And then they sent them away. The first missionary journey begins. So what does all this mean for us today? As we seek God, he leads us. And again, as a church, we're in a season of seeking him together. We're worshiping him. We're declaring our dependence on him. We're sacrificing some of the things that we really enjoy for the sake of hearing from God. And as we do this today, I just want to encourage you, ask God to give you a vision of where he wants to use you. Maybe it's your job and, and and realizing that you don't need to just go to your job to make money, but it's actually a place where you can live and love other people the way that God loves them. A lot of times, again, we just make this about serving in church or, or, or ministry in church, but you are to minister where you're at. Everyone today is called. You are God's chosen means to share the gospel. Be aware of that. Again, I shared a couple of weeks ago the vision for our church and where we feel like God is leading us over the next few years. Um, our town has kind of three main sections, and rather than just building a church in one spot and having everybody come, we want to have three different spots in every location. Why? One, so it's walkable, so people are able to get there easy. Two, because we're not about a building, we're about reaching people. And, and this is where this calling is lived out. And, and so what that means is for this to happen— Everybody here who's part of Connect Church, we need to be on mission together. The only way that happens is that we reach people together. You are called. You are equipped. Join us in the mission to show people who Jesus is. We aren't about achieving a building, but we're about showing people Jesus. We're about loving, serving, being humble the way that Jesus was for us. And the way that it happens is that we personally own this together. You are commissioned. You are called. Now go. What does it mean to go? One, remember who you are in Christ. You're a Christ follower. Don't compromise that. Uh, Just because you, you may feel called to reach a certain area in the world, it doesn't mean that you have to cave and give all of your beliefs up to be that. I was reading a book this week and it talked about how the church uh, oftentimes becomes chameleons and we blend in too much with the culture. We're not meant to just blend in. When, When we go to areas, we are meant to stand out and to live for Jesus. Jesus called it to be a light on a hill. You truly find who you are when you immerse yourself in a lost culture. You truly find out what you believe when you hang out with people who don't know Jesus. Do I really believe this? And, and as I have questions, I go back and I go to someone I trust and I process it and I figure it out. I cross over into their world, but I don't lose who I am. I want them to know Christ, so I go. But I know who I am, and I don't lose that. John Maxwell says it this way. I think it's great. Most Christians make sinners mad. I make them hungry. And, and the heart of that is we don't go to these areas to fight with people. But we go to to love and to show how incredible following Jesus is. We enter their world. We hear and we understand their world. Again, we don't compromise, but we hear where they are so that we're able to explain the gospel in a way that they understand. 
This is the message next week. Come back and hear it of, of how we need to hear and understand where people are at so we can explain the gospel to them in a way that they understand it. We need to creatively move people to God. Paul served one way, and if that didn't work, he tried something else. And if that didn't work, he tried something. And I think sometimes maybe we try once and it doesn't go our way. And so we're like, eh, whatever. God doesn't want to reach people through me. That's not true. Keep trying. Keep being creative. Uh, keep on finding new ways to do it. When will we make lost people hungry? It's when we're so in love with God and what we're tasting that we want other people to. And again, that's where seeking God comes in. And as we seek him, he gives us the wisdom we need in order to do this. Ask questions, find out where they are in their journey. Again, share the gospel in a way that even if they don't believe it, they wish it was true. That's the flavor of the gospel that we want to share. It's loving, it's kind, it reflects the heart of Jesus. And again, if you don't know what that is, read the, read the Gospels. It's where we see a, a visible image of an invisible God who came and lived life and what it looks like to experience humanity, but to still love and to enter this world and live for God, to love people well, the people everyone else overlooks. And be intentional and sharing the message and experiencing God at work. Don't wait for the perfect opportunity to share who Jesus is. Be intentional. Look for moments where you can share. And sometimes it's simply just sharing your story. Hey, I've been really struggling with this and I just needed God to do this and he did it. Or it's, hey, you know, I've, I've been really struggling maybe financially and God just provided this and it was incredible. Share what God's doing in your life. Our story, our testimony is the greatest power that we have in doing that. So today as we close, Jesus came that we would know him to redeem us and the world that we live in. Paul had a deep knowledge of this gospel. He knew it inside and out, and that's why he was so passionate about it. He was so thirsty for more of God that it radiated through all that he did, and it helped uh, to mold him into God's image. Today, God makes us in his image. We matter to the creator of the universe, so much so that he sent his son Jesus to model what this looks like for us to live here on earth. Then he took our sin and our brokenness and he put it onto himself and he died in our place on a cross. But then he rises from the grave and he puts death to death. And because of that today, we have life, we have forgiveness, we have meaning, we have purpose. Today, if you're watching this and maybe life just feels meaningless and empty and purposeless, today, Jesus brings all of that to us. When we open our eyes, we open them to a new reality where God will redeem the heavens and the earth. And Jesus is the ruler of all things. Today, if you call on Jesus, you will be part of that restoration work that Christ has done and will continue to do. And today, if you make that decision, there's a link on all the platforms that you can click that says, I've decided to follow Jesus. Click it. Let us know. We would love to walk alongside of you and help you understand more of the decision that you made today. For those of us who do follow Jesus today, would we know God more richly? Would we never skip the first step, loving him, worshiping him, prayer, fasting, 
seeking him with everything that we are. When was the last time we simply were hungry and thirsty to be with God? Where, where we just long to be in his presence and to be before him. Today, just make space for that. But before you get to the doing and the things that you want to do, would you first simply be a child of God? Our faith is not achieved through the things that we accomplish or even the amount of people that we bring to the kingdom of God. It's about simply being with God, knowing him and knowing his heart. Today, as we just talk about sharing our faith, what are some of the fears that you have in doing this? Today, would you lay them before God? Would my faith in living this out be greater than my fear? God, I'm afraid what people might think of me as I do this, but I lay this before you. Why? Because what you think of me is most important. God, I'm afraid that I don't have all of the answers. I might not have everything figured this out, figured out, but God, I lay this before you today. I know that you've changed my life, and if nothing else today, I can share that. And even this, what do you need to do to be equipped to share the gospel the role of us as a church is to help you live out what God has called you to. And today we know and we see that we are commissioned to go. And again, it, it might not be far. It might just be to your family, to your job, to your friends, to your school, wherever you are. But if you have no idea what you're doing, again, as a church, our job is to come alongside of you and to help you. The, the job of me as a pastor is to equip you to do the work that God has called you to do. And today we're believing that God has called all of us to something. Email me, text me, call me. I would love to help you. Again, join Pipeline. It's helping people understand who God is and what you believe so that you have something to be able to talk about and share. And I'm gonna be honest, the greatest part of my job is this. I really enjoy walking alongside of people and helping them figure out what God is leading them to and to live it out. For example, seeing someone feel called to reach their retirement home. And as they have some difficult conversations with people, calling me and saying, hey, today I had this conversation. I feel like it didn't go well. Can you just help me work through this? Of course. And talking about it and hearing them go back and, and seeing fruit of people in that retirement home coming to know Jesus and even coming and being part of our church. It's incredible. Why? because they were obedient to what God has called them to do. Or another example, a young mom in our church who, who felt alone and, and stuck at home by herself and realized that some of her coworkers just had babies too. So instead, what does she do? Invites them over once a month just to hang out, share life together. If nothing else, love them well, but also point them to the gospel. And we're believing that there's going to be fruit from that too. Why? That's where she feels called to. It's my job as God speaks to help you understand and know and our church. And so just want to encourage you. If God is leading you this week, as we just seek him again in a week of prayer and fasting in the season of Lent, as we prepare our hearts for Easter, maybe God is speaking something to you. Don't just leave it there. Get people to help you, to live it out, to hold you accountable to it for the course of this series, the next couple weeks. Just keep asking yourself these questions. What is God laying on my heart to live out? And who are you or who are some people that you can show the love of Christ to, to serve? Ask God 
seek him in prayer and fasting and then go do something don't just let it be a dream and a vision that stays in our hearts and is never lived out would we go and would we do something with it today let's close in prayer jesus we thank you for who you are and even as we're in the season of lent and just preparing our hearts for easter god in the day of our greatest hope where you conquered death, you conquered the grave. Uh, Jesus, we just pray that that truth would speak to our hearts today. Would it come alive in our lives? Would we just continue to know who you are, your voice, and as you lead us and guide us? God, we know that we are called, we are sent by you to, to show and to live a life that points people to Jesus. Would you give us wisdom? Would you give us passion? Would you give us the right words to say? And would you just draw something out of our hearts and out of our lives where we just realize that we are called for you? God, in the smallest things from maybe just loving a family member well to the big of maybe reaching a job or where we go, would you just speak and lead us and guide us? We pray that people would come to know you here in our town, in our state, God, in our country, and in our world. We long to see people find hope in who you are today. In your name I pray. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.